Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thank you so much for joining me this week. One, we've had a slew of new people to uh, the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough. And if you are not a member of the group and you want to become a member of, group, of the group, one of the things that makes it kind of separates us and makes us very different from any other group that is trying to lose weight because emotional eating is one thing, but addressing emotional eating is one thing, but I also want to help people lose weight at the same time. And those two things oftentimes are like oil and water. They don't necessarily mix very well. And so when it comes to weight loss, the way I teach weight loss is very, very counterintuitive and very different than the rest of the diet industry. And the reason being is that we are not dealing with just the food or dealing with exercise. Those things are absolutely important just for health in general, but we're dealing with the emotions and the emotional pieces behind why we eat. So we have to take things in a little bit of a different way. So um, I thought it was so important to kind of revisit some really basic tenets and basic beliefs about, not beliefs, but actually actual processes that happen when you are a person who's, emo- who's an emotional eater and, and, and emotions and what emotions are and how they work and um, what they, why we, why we, why we eat to avoid these emotions. Um, and then really the first steps into how you, how, how do you, how do you actually start changing those very, very deeply ingrained behaviors? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So this is the first in a series of three podcasts, um, that we're going to be doing that I'm going to be doing. We're going to do today's is going to be on emotions. The next week's is going to be on the brain and how that connects with food and food choices. And then the final week, it'll be tying everything together and how do you move forward and change those thought patterns and those beliefs that you've had? How do we go about changing those things to move you forward, to allow you to move away and manage any sort of emotional eating? So that's what, that is the plan. That is the game plan. So we will be looking at those things over the next three weeks. So today I'm calling today emotions 101. So what are emotions. What are they? What is an emotion or what is a feeling? So a, I'm actually, let's see, I'm actually going to throw this out into the, uh, into the Facebook group. So I've asked the question, what is a feeling? So if anyone knows what a, an emotion or a feeling is, 
write it in the comments. This is going to be a test for those people who have been my uh, who've been my clients for a while because I talk I I mention it pretty regularly, but I would just love to see who uh, who can who can remember this, and I'll give you just a just a few moments to uh, to answer that question. So again, a a a feel, what is a feeling? What is an emotion? What's a feeling? What is an emotion? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, we got some good answers here. We got some good. Good answers. Anyone else? And then I will go ahead and let's see. Oh, Janelle. Janelle comes through and Leslie comes through. An emotion or a feeling is a vibration in your body. It is a, that's all it is. That's all an emotion is, is an emotion is a vibration in your body. That's it. That is what an emotion is. It is merely a vibration in your body. Simple as that. Simple yet so powerful. Okay, so now that you know, okay, an emotion is just a vibration in my body, but it does make you feel uncomfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. Probably the most important thing that I can say as a follow-up to that is that an emotion, a vibration in your body is not going to kill you. I promise it is not going to kill you, okay? It feels like there are times, and I know it feels like you're absolutely going to die. That feeling is not going to kill you, okay? I promise. So how are they created? I am going to give this correct answer to Lori Wright. Lori Wright, what did you say? What was your answer? What was your answer before? Because I know you you know. Yeah. <laughs> Lori said, a response to a thought is an emotion. And that is absolutely correct. Lori, way to go. So a, 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 an emotion is a response to a thought. Now, that is going to surprise many, many people. A, an emotion, when we feel something, like say, for instance, you get a flat tire and you are like, oh my gosh, you're late, you're angry, you've got all these, you know, all these emotions just coursing through you. Like, oh my God, I'm so mad. This is so frustrating. Those emotions are not caused by the flat tire. The flat tire did not cause your emotions. Your thoughts about that flat tire and what you made that flat tire mean, that's what caused your emotions. Not, not the flat tire. It was your thoughts about it, okay? That is super important. So what that means is, Liz, I'm so glad you're here. And absolutely, that's why I'm doing this. So I'm super happy you're here. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Liz says, I'm here. Clearly, I have more to learn. That's, girl, that's why we're doing this. So I'm super happy you're here. Um, so the uh, uh, an emotion is merely a response, is a, is a response to a thought, a thought that you've created about a situation that's happened around you that you have no control over, okay? So again, situation around you, you have no control over, you get a flat tire. Your thought about the flat tire causes you to be upset, not the flat tire itself, okay? And I know sometimes that can be a... Um, that can be a little bit challenging. And, and, I, will, and I, will, I will challenge you. I will put something out there for you so you, you can kind of understand how you get to control your emotions, how you get to control your emotional responses. So 
uh, gosh, I think it's 19 years now, 19 years ago, uh, my brother went into, uh, went into a coma and my brother was an alcoholic and he, uh, through a, a series of events, ended up in the hospital, ended up in, um, in, a, in a coma. He never awakened from that coma. He ended up passing away. But when he went into the coma and we didn't know what was going, we didn't know, we didn't know the extent of the injury. We didn't know the extent of, of the impact it, had, it was having on his brain. My, I was always upset. My thoughts were, my, my, my emotions were all over the place. I mean, I was up, I was up one day when things were going well, and then incredibly sad when I thought that things were, things were terrible and, and he was going to die and all these things were happening. And, and I was just this up and I had no control of my thoughts. And at that time, I didn't know anything about any of this, but I know that when in that situation, when I didn't have any sort of I didn't, I just didn't, I didn't have any control of my thoughts. They were all over the place and I was miserable. Fast forward three and a half months, four and a half months, and we find out that my brother's brain has been irreversibly damaged and we're not, he's not, he's not ever going to wake up. He's not ever going to wake up and we're going to, when my sister-in-law made the decision to, to take him off his, his life support. And there was something for me that gave me so much clarity and so much peace once I knew that that was the inevitability. And I no longer had the up and downs because my thoughts were, oh my gosh, he's not in pain anymore. Like he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, what for whatever you believe, like for me, it's he's gonna go to heaven and he's gonna be with God. And that gave me so much peace, so much comfort, just knowing that he was going to be taken care of and he wasn't going to struggle anymore and he wasn't going to be in pain. And that was that. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced the whole, and I never understood it for the longest time until I started studying this. And I was like, oh, that's why I had this incredible amount of clarity and peace and calm as a result of knowing what was going on, because my thoughts were, oh, okay, it's all good. It's all good. He's, he's safe now. We don't, I don't have to worry about him anymore. And, and that just gave me an incredible amount of peace. So when I started studying this, I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. I get that. So even in the most unhappy and you know, hardest moments of our lives, we get to decide I really didn't decide. I didn't consciously decide, but I do now. I consciously get to decide how do I want to interpret something? How do I want to see an event and what do I want to think about it? And how do I want to think about it? Because that's going to translate to how I'm going to feel about it. Okay. So that is where, do, how are they created? Emotions are created from thoughts. So why do they scare us? Why do emotions, why do they make us uncomfortable? Well, emotions make us uncomfortable because that is our brain's job. Our brain's job is to always give us the worst case scenario, to always give us the, the doom and gloom so you're prepared and you can handle whatever life throws at you. Your brain thinks the best thing for you to do is to only see the worst, always get presented with the worst because then you're going to be prepared. 
And so your brain is doing its job when it, when it puts those thoughts and you kind of go along with those thoughts. The cool part is, and we'll talk a little bit more about this next week when we talk about the brain and we talk about thoughts, is that all thoughts are optional. So if your brain tells you a thought that, that you don't want to go along with, you get to decide if you want to follow that train of thought, and then you want to have the feelings that go along with it. So it's very, very, you always have to understand there are certain things that we get to be in control of. And one of the things we always get to be in control of is we might not be in control of the first thought that our brain gives us, but we always get to be in control of the second thought. And we always get to decide, do I want to go down that negative path with my brain or do I want to say, "Mm -mm, nope, not doing that. I'm going to take a different route. I'm going to think something different. We always get to be in that control. So that and how that relates to food, that is the secret sauce right there. Um, So how do we want, how do we want to start managing our thoughts. How do we want to start managing our thoughts and our emotions and our emo- and, and, and the emotions that we have? Well, first off, being here, listening, learning this information is the first thing because most people have no idea about how their brain works, about how thoughts work, about how emotions work, and especially emotional eaters. Emotional eaters think there's something wrong with them and that like, okay, I must be broken. There's, a, there's some reason why I'm responding you know, to, to being upset and I have to eat food. And why is that happening? I'm going to tell you all that your brain is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing because it's protecting you. But that's not always in your best interest. Being protected doesn't mean health. It doesn't mean feeling good in the long run. Your brain is always interested in what's happening right now. And again, we'll get to that next week. But what we need to really start doing, the way to start managing your emotions and managing your emotions and then the thoughts that go along with them is to start paying attention to how you're feeling. So when you start to feel crabby, for whatever reason, you know, sometimes I don't know about y'all, but sometimes you just wake up in the morning or somebody says something and you're just like, oh, oh, they just bug me. How many, I, yeah, I, I, I can imagine, I'm sure other people are like me. Somebody says something and you're like, I roll. Oh my gosh. Did they really just say that? And it just gets under your nerves. You get to decide do you want to do you want to go down that path because now you're upset it's not because of what the person said it's because of what you thought about it you can think something else completely because all thoughts are optional you can think something else about what they said if you take it personally that's on you if you think anything other than than whatever you know nobody knows what anyone's intent is we sometimes make it up ourselves but you get to decide so you need to start paying attention How am I feeling? And instead of looking around at like, what's made me feel this way? Your question needs to be, what am I thinking that's causing me to feel this way? Take responsibility. And that even means if somebody said something really mean to you, you get to decide, do I want to take that personally? Or do I want to roll my eyes and go, that's because that person is so unhappy and thank goodness I'm not in their life. I thank goodness that's not my life. 
and then you move on your merry way. That's how you handle a situation like that. Instead of getting your feelings hurt, you can decide, oh, thank goodness, that's not my life and move on, move on happy as a clam, knowing that you have an amazing life and that person is miserable. That's, those are choices that we all get every single day and every single one of you gets, it, gets them as well. Now, how does all of that relate to food? How does all of this relate to food? Well, actually, I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to ask for people in the group to just say me if this applies to you. How many of you will eat or seek comfort or seek to be distracted because of something a person who is close to you in your life does or says? Just put me in the comments if you have ever responded emotionally and sought to eat something as a way of comforting yourself or as a way of, a, of distracting yourself when someone you love who's in your life, you might not love them in the moment, but they say something and it just sets you off. And you see them as what we term as a trigger. You see them as a trigger. Okay. Oh, the me's are rolling in. Um, and I totally get that. I totally understand it. Absolutely 100%. We get that. You get to decide in every moment when someone says something to you that sets you off, you get to decide how you want to think about it because here are the two options. Somebody says something, you take it personally, your thought is, oh, that's really mean, that person's horrible, they don't love me, whatever, how could they be such a whatever, I'll fill in the blank, and you get upset and you start feeling that vibration in your body, that feeling of hurt, and you don't want to feel that way. You don't want to feel the hurt. The hurt's uncomfortable. It, it's like, it, it's awful. And you want to get away from it and you want to distract from it and you want to make yourself feel better. And so you find yourself in the fridge, in the freezer, Ben and Jerry's, your new best friends, and you, the three of you go off and you're, you're happy together. That's a response that's giving in to what someone, letting someone else and what they say control your emotional response. You get to decide in every moment. I don't want to, I don't want to end up with Ben and Jerry's, then feeling guilty, then feeling shame, and then being two pounds heavier the next day. I don't want that. So the opposite is somebody says something and you get to decide because the first thought that's going to come into your head is, oh, that's so mean, that's horrible. And then you get to say, oh no, no, uh-uh. They don't get to have that power. They don't, get, they don't get to do that. They're miserable. They can pound sand and I'm good. What they say, I don't have to believe it. I don't have to listen to it and I don't have to buy into it. We each get to do that in every single moment of every single day. When somebody says something to us that is hurtful or upsetting, you do not have to believe it. Someone else's words do not have to be your Bible. They do not have to be what you believe. You get to decide. Your thoughts are yours and you get to decide what they are because they are going to impact how you feel. When we don't feel good about ourselves, when we are uncomfortable, the emotions have built up and we don't feel good, your brain senses that and is like, alarm bells go off, sirens go off, and your brain thinks, 
we've got to make her happy right now because she's really upset. We've got to make her happy. And so your brain tells you, this is what you need to do. Ben and Jerry, they're waiting for you. Go get your new friends and you'll feel better. You almost, and, and, I, and I will have people tell me like, I don't even feel like I have any control when I do that. Like it's just an automatic. Well, if you've been doing it for a while, it is automatic because your brain responds. You're, and again, we'll talk more about this next week. So you really want to come to next week's uh, podcast. You, your brain responds to how you always do things. So it will always come back to, oh, she gets upset. She eats ice cream when she gets upset. Oh, let's direct her to the ice cream. Oh, there's no, none in the freezer. Well, there's her car keys. Tell her to go pick them up because she needs to go get some ice cream. Your brain is going to do that. You have the power to override that. You have the power to override that 100%. And we will, we will talk more in our, in our third episode about how we put all this stuff together. But it's really important to know your brain is working the way it's supposed to because it's supposed to protect you. doesn't want you to be upset. It wants you to feel better. So it's going to tell you to eat something. You get to decide that you get to override it and you get to blow off and not listen to what that person says or not listen to what, you know, whomever, whomever that person is, whether it's somebody in your life that you care about, or it's a perfect stranger, you get to decide they don't get to have power. Their thoughts don't mean anything to me. Their words don't mean anything to me because I get to make my own. I get to make my own decisions about that. That's what we need. That's where, where you need to do it. That's how we stop that, that, that behavior from happening. And it, does it happen automatically on the first try? No, no, it doesn't. Because we're talking years and years and years of doing this same repetitive behavior. It takes time, it takes patience, and it takes consistency. And it takes putting new habits into your life on a daily basis, reinforcing. So one of the things that we talk about that I, that I, I teach in, in, in my courses and in, and in my membership, we talk about what are the skill, what are the things that we need to do to change and rewire our brains because our brains are totally malleable and they can be rewired. And that's what we do. We can do that. We can do that here by that stopping and interrupting and saying, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Nope, I'm not thinking that way. Nope, sorry, Ben and Jerry's, you guys get to be alone tonight. I'm gonna go to bed because I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna go down that path because that path is not gonna lead me where I wanna go. You get to decide and you get to override those thoughts. And so that, and that's really exciting. It's very, very cool. So again, we all, we do these things to distract ourselves because we don't wanna feel bad. We also, we don't, we might not just do it with food. We might do it with other things. Anytime we distract ourselves from that uncomfortable feeling, it's called buffering. Okay. It's called buffering. Buffering can be using food. It can be using alcohol. Like my brother did. It can be um, gambling. It can be pornography. It can be over face, you know, being on Facebook too much. It can be shopping too much. Um, it can be exercise. It can be a variety of things that can distract and make you not want and allow you not to have to feel any of your feelings. We need to not be afraid of feelings because what are feelings? Y'all know vibrations in the body. That's it. We do not need to be afraid of feelings anymore. If there's anything that you learn from this podcast, you do not need to be afraid of your feelings. 
You don't need to run away. You don't need to hide. You don't need to ignore them. We need to start being brave, being courageous, and leaning into our uncomfortable feelings and allowing them to be present. When we do that, then then the real magic happens because then once we start doing that, we can do it all the time. We don't have to turn to food anymore because now you feel the emotions and you move on with your life and turning to food is no longer, it's no longer even something you even think about because you've dealt with the emotions. You've dealt with those feelings. Okay. So I know for many of you, this might be like so much information and oh my gosh, we're not even talking about food. No, we're not because it's not about food. And that's pretty much always, always been and always will be my little, my little catchphrase here in the group is it's not about food. Emotional eating is not about food. If you see, if you get onto a website and it says it's an emotional eating website, because there's plenty of them out there and somebody starts talking about don't have food in the house. Okay. You need to get off that website. You need to get off that website right away. Cause what they're talking about is garbage. It is not about Again, it's not about the circumstances. It's not about the things around us that we can't control. It's about our response and where we let our brain go and the thoughts that we have. So please do not buy into the, oh, we need to keep food out of the house and we need to not have any of those things around. No, that's not real life. And I will never advocate for that, ever. I will never advocate for that. I will always want every person who comes in here to know that you can live a life with food in your house, with Ben and Jerry's in the freezer, and you are not a victim to it. And that's what I really want people to know is you can live like you see other people living. I know that's always the way I felt like, oh my gosh, when can I like be a normal person and eat like everybody else? You can, you can, I get to do it every day but it's, it didn't happen overnight. That is for sure. So stick around. I'm super happy you're here for those people who are new. And this is all just like psh, mind blowing, mind blown, the whole thing. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you, you joined us. Uh, if you're listening to the first time on the podcast, super happy you're here. Super glad that you have joined us as well. Um, again, just all those, all that food for thought, all that food for thought, making sure that you understand about emotions, where they come from. They're not going to kill us. They're all based on your thoughts and you get to be in control of your thoughts. So next week, we're going to talk about the brain. We're going to go into deep, deep, deep detail about the brain. So you definitely want to come back and be here for the podcast on the brain and how the brain impacts the choices that you make when it comes to your food, when it comes to your life in general, and how you, again, the more you know, the more you can be in control of those thoughts. And again, sometimes the thoughts, first one belongs to your brain, second one belongs to you, and you always get to override it. Okay, hope this was helpful. Would love to hear in the um, in the uh, comments if this was helpful. I would really, it, it. I appreciate, again, if it was helpful, just write helpful. If it wasn't, just don't write anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, just, you know, make sure that, that I, I really want to make sure that I'm giving you information that you are going to be able to directly apply. So again, homework for tonight for everybody is just to start paying attention. How am I responding when things happen around me? Am I just getting so caught up in the emotion and letting my thoughts just be like on a runaway train? Or do I, can I, can I stop and be like, hold on a second? No, I'm not going to listen to that. 
that's, that's ridiculous. I'm not buying into that. That's not true. We're moving on. That's what we, that's what I want you to start doing. I want you to at least start paying attention and paying attention to your thoughts. Cause so once you start paying attention to your thoughts, that's when you start to get the power and you have to start to get the power back. And that's what we want for you. All right, everyone have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Yes. Thursday, Thursday, 3 PM Pacific standard time. Just a reminder, I am in California. So if you are on the East coast, it is six o'clock right in the middle of dinner time. So even more so I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And have an amazing rest of your Thursday and an amazing weekend. And uh, everybody stay cool out there. All right. Okay. Take care. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information on emotional eating and losing weight, please go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough and join the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community. I hope to see you soon.